Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. Let's go back through a couple things this morning. Ready? Last week was phenomenal about the wrong highway. And you'll always get on the wrong highway when you don't walk by faith. When you walk by sight, you're going to go where everybody else is going. It's just the way human nature is. Human nature will go with the flow. So the Holy Spirit made an interruption last week. And Allman was here. And we talked about wrong highways. But that was to show us that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. But I want to bring you up to date because today, this is going to freak you out, we're using the word walk. Did you know that everybody in this room is a leader? Everybody in this room is a leader. That's the L in walk. We're going to talk about leadership today. I'm going to give you four eyes, and I really would encourage you to use your phone, use a notepad, get these eyes down so you can choose who you want to walk with in the circle of leadership. Even though I know everyone has an opportunity to be a leader, that doesn't mean I walk with everybody in leadership. Hello? (laughs) Just wait till you see what God's going to unveil from his word. Not through my topic, because it's not mine, nor through my moments, because they're not mine, but rather that you would understand the power, here's the first one, of influence. The power of influence. It's amazing. I was out at Cedar Key the other day doing a major program. It's amazing as I walked through the auditorium and worked with the kids how influential we all are. Influence. John Maxwell says, it is the most powerful gift of all gifts, the power of influence. Everybody in here is influencing someone. I think he's still alive, and I don't believe he would be offended if he was to go to the podcast, which I don't think he would. But a young man by the name of David Travis had a big influence on my life as a teenager. Another one, he was outside the church. One inside the church was a young man by the name of Mike Taylor. I have no connections with them at all anymore, but I am saying to you, before you wipe this off, I want you to know that you are influencing people right now. You may be directing them towards eternal life, or you can be directing them the other way. The message this morning is about walking by faith and not by sight. Let me give you two examples of good leadership, and I didn't know that was the video, but I can immediately tag... President Nixon, President Nixon, that's not who I wanted to say. President Bush and the mayor of New York City, when 9-11 took place, listen, they came to the occasion. They stepped up. And listen, it doesn't matter if you like them or know anything about them or if you believe what you've heard, though you don't know them. And aren't we moved by that? I told you, the power of influence. People that don't even know people but believe what social media says and then we have all kinds of attitudes and ideas though we don't know that person. Everyone say influence. 
This morning we're going to go to part four. Next Sunday, the Lord willing, unless he changes it, will be the letter K, and we're going to talk about the kingdom. God's kingdom. People who walk by faith, listen closely, I'm giving you a quick review. One, they always do the will of God. They just do the will of God. They always agree with the word of God. You cannot disagree with God's word and walk out the will of God. Come on, church. Come on, church. You cannot do God's will and go, but I have, I have some things where I'm contradicting what God has to say. Now, this morning, we're going to look at leadership. Next week, we're going to look at the kingdom. Oh, by the way, let's talk about leadership. Because maybe that really was very influential when I said everybody's a leader here. The only people I look to in my life at this stage are those who are under leadership. If they're not under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, I may read their material, I may look at what they're doing, but I am not submitting to that. Because the Bible says there's a day coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. When I come under His leadership, now I can lead. Lead what? Lead people towards eternal life, not in the other direction. Come on, church. So we have young people here. We have adults here. We have grandparents here. We have children who are being influenced right now in that room. I have got to tell you, the power of influence is phenomenal. And that's why we are all going to give an account on how we've influenced people. For the good, for the bad. There's no middle ground. Hello? There's no middle ground. You're either influencing people to move in the direction of eternity, or you're moving them in the other direction. One more time, 2 Corinthians 5.17, as we get ready to look at four eyes this morning. For we walk by faith and not by sight. You can always tell a weak leader who has to see it before they move. But a person of faith, they're moving with nothing being seen. They're moving because they are in the will of God, they're agreeing with God's word, and they're under the leadership of of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you several quotes here as we get ready to look at four eyes this morning. Powerful quote, the function of leadership, listen closely, is to produce more leaders, not more followers. Whew. So what are you doing up there this morning, Pastor? What are you doing when you're in the schools and you're talking about various topics and trying to help students? It's all about not getting more followers. We're loaded. We got to have leaders Leaders. Don Shula, he said this, for those of you that remember that name in those golden years for the Dolphins, I don't know any other way to lead but by example. I'm reading a book right now called Leadership Challenge, and at the heart of true leadership is that you exemplify where you're going by how you act, by what you say. Listen one more time. I don't know any other way to lead but by example. So I'm going to just kind of slide this right in here for a moment without saying anything that would upset your apple cart. So Joshua asked if he could go to the game last night in Gainesville. I said, absolutely, you know you can. I said, but let me just make sure that you understand there's no alcohol before or after. Do you understand? 
I expect for you to be an example. And don't let the influence of other people sway you. I cannot tell you how many people have been swayed by other people. Though inside, that's not what they really wanted to do, but they did it anyway. Come on, church. John Maxwell said, leadership is influence. Since I said that I come under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and boy, does he scrutinize me. Like, it's incredible. And I receive that because I know he's my teacher and my Lord. All four eyes fit Jesus Christ. (laughs) Because I'm going to give an account to him. I'm going to give a report to him. He's going to give me my report card. I'm going to bow in his presence. Why not look and see how Jesus influenced others? Matthew chapter 4, please. Verses 18, 19, and 20. Jesus, remember now, Jesus was a carpenter. I was listening to Dr. Miles Monroe this week, and who's very much a kingdom thinker, and he said Jesus was very strategic on who he chose to be one of the twelve. Because he was not going to leave this to followers. He was going to put this, I'm talking about the beginning of the church. He was going to put it in the hands of successful business people. So Jesus is walking along, and he's just a carpenter, right? And he sees these guys who are out fishing. And he knows, because he's God in the flesh, that they're connected. Say connected. That's the power of influence. Listen to what God's word says. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Now remember, these are fishermen, okay? He's a carpenter. He says to them, come follow me. He did not say, come follow my organization. He said, come follow me. Better choose who your leaders are in your life. And then Jesus said, I will make you, look at this, how cool he is in connecting with the culture of that day. I will make you fishers of men. Now, hold on. Let's see the power of influence. And at once, they left their nets and followed him. Well, just a second, Jesus. Um, Let me go over to Burger King and and sit down with my friends along with Peter or Simon, and we'll talk it out, and then we'll get back with you. Coach Jerry Miller, who also was a big-time person in the military, Listen to what he said. Slow obedience is no obedience. Hello? The power of influence. Several quotes and then we're going to move on. Everyone say influence. You see, Jesus knew where he had come from. I'm giving you some background information from Scripture. The Bible says Jesus knew where he came from and he knew where he was going to return. So he knew what his mission was. He was going to influence others to follow him as he headed back to where he came from. Oh, but the riptide of our culture is so demanding, isn't it? Hmm. Several quotes, please. Ken Blanchard. Tremendous writer said this, the key to successful leadership today is influence, not authority. 
What does that mean? Well, what he could have done, because he was God, and because he made them, whoops, he was talking to guys first. I made you, I want you to get up right now. You come with me. I made you. In my image, I'm not here to influence you. Get up. Come on. That's what he could have done. Thanks, guys. Give these guys a big round of applause because they had no clue that was going to happen. People who try to show their authority try to intimidate. Jesus could have used authority on those men. He didn't. He simply called them. And spirit calls unto spirit, unto the deep. Thank you, Ken Blanchard. Jesus could have used authority. He could do it right now. But see, he wants to see if you're willing to say, you know what? I'm going to yield to the leadership of Jesus Christ, and I want to follow Jesus, and I want to see if I can touch the lives of other people along the journey. Henry Adams put it this way as we get ready to go on to the second one. A teacher, listen closely, this is cool, a teacher affects eternity. He or she can never tell where his or her influence will stop. It's important for us to know that maybe just a word spoken in this house or saying something out there to someone who may be in need could be the immediate issue that is resolved because you said the right thing at the right time. Everybody say influence. That's the heart of Jesus. Check this out. Not only was Jesus a leader who influenced, Jesus was a person who could inspire others. Check this out, Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Now, these are the disciples. Listen closely. They said to one another, Hey, did you hear what was going on last night? Man, that party was so cool. And did you see how many guys went back into that room with those girls? Man, they were getting it on. And did you notice over there? Did you see all the did you see all the drugs that were? Man, did you see? Whoa, man. Hey, and listen, if you'd have taken the time, you could have gone behind. Man, there was some stuff going down. Of course not. That's not anything that they said. Let's see what they did say. And they said to one another, We're not, we're not our hearts. So let me pause right there. I'm not going to mention any of those athlete names, but back when I was coaching at the high school, sometimes guys would come to practice and they'd go, I'm on fire! I'm burning! And then somebody else would say, either in the locker room, out on the court, how many of this is a right on, uh, hello? This message is right here, right now. Who are you with? What you on fire for? Why are you burning? That's not what these disciples are talking about. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking with us on the road and opening the... Oh. Oh. Let me make sure I get this correct. Since I'm going to submit to him, I want to know who he is. Oh, so Jesus wasn't in the drama world? Oh. Jesus wasn't in the party scene? Oh. Oh, he opened up the scriptures and he talked to them about the word and their hearts began to burn within them. 
Where is that today in our churches? One more time. Jesus inspired these men. They said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us? Tell me more. I think that's out there somewhere years ago. Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Really? Oh, wow. What did they say? Let me pass that on. We're burning all right, but we're not burning with the eternal things. We're burning with the temporal. Come on, church. I, I said to you this morning, and, and this was one of the things that Chief of Middle High School struggled with last year, because everywhere I went, I called everybody a leader. And that really bothered people. <laughs> but you are influencing someone every day. And someone came to me the other day. Whew, this is good stuff. Someone came to me the other day and said, you know, people are watching you when you don't even know they're watching. Well, let me just pass that on to you too. People are watching you just as much as they're watching me. So you need to be careful what you say, how you say it, when you say it, where you say it, if you say it. But here's what I want. I want the same thing since I'm submitting to him. I want people to be able to say, wow, man, I'm a leader. I have influence and I can inspire people. Does that mean I have to sit around every day? Does that mean I got to sit around and just run the Bible with people? Oh, heck no. Listen, we'll come back. When we were all done in Cedar Key the other day, I cannot tell you how many students walked by and said, thank you so very much. Thank you for talking to us about bullying. Some kids said, hey, I've got some issues going on. Can I talk to you separately? It was incredible. It was incredible. So no, when I talk about opening up God's word, when I'm talking about speaking God's word, I'm not talking about running anything up in their face. But I'm talking about being so submitted to his leadership that you can make connections and those connections keep going years after they were in school and you were in school. You saw me kind of look at you because you were there and I was there. That's what I'm talking about. Bringing the word to the marketplace to where people go, oh, that's legit. Oh, that's legit. <laughs> Dr. Miles Monroe, as we move away from inspiration, listen closely. Leadership does not begin with people. It begins with you. I agree. So let me, I mean, man, you make me feel queasy. Man, those kids loved it. In fact, the principal down there said, do you need the stage? I said, heck no, I don't need no stage. Let me walk. I want to go all over the place. And man, the kids loved it because, you know, they were kind of acting a little silly, a little crazy. I just jacked it up a little bit. Where you work, can I talk to you for a second? Guess what? The other day, I asked a girl three times, can I talk to you? She said, no, no, no. Well, who dwells inside me? The Holy Spirit. I went back to her one more time. She said, yeah, talk to me. Hello, church. In your position in the health department, you have tremendous influence. Even so, that I was so aggravated the other day, I had Robin call to see if I could come get my blood work because I ain't got time. Hello. Everybody say influence. Everyone say inspiration. You want to be around people who inspire you to go after not the things of this world, John McKay is home with the Lord. From what I've heard, he knew Christ. His five years of being a POW are long gone. But ladies and gentlemen, please stay with me. He didn't take anything with him. 
not going to take anything with you. But you can leave behind a legacy of people that have been influenced by the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can inspire somebody to take it further than you did. Everyone say, I'm a leader. And see, a lot of people shy away from that because they don't want that responsibility. They don't want that accountability. So here's a good place to put the story in. I've got a phenomenal one at the end. I only got two more and we're done. I hope you're getting these because you are a leader. And I'm only here to instruct you so you understand that you are influencing others. Oh, come on. Just take one more. It doesn't matter what your parents think. Come on. People are influencing people. But listen, everybody wants to win until they have to pay the price to win. Well, that's true. That's tr- Everybody wants an A until they have to start going to work. Can you just give it to me like my parents give me everything I want? That's the only thing I've ever known, is if I cry enough and scream and go crazy, they give me what I want. I'm about to go nuts in this classroom. Give me what I want. Pretend I might know nothing and smile. But listen, we're getting ready for this third one. I want to tell you this story. Years ago, I shared it, but it's been a long time. But I want to share this with you about those who absolutely are influential. They have inspiration all over them, and they love that moment. Turn to somebody and say, I love the moment. Now turn to that same person and go, you can count on me. So we're up in Keystone Back in the day when Keystone basketball was really good. And we were blessed to have good athletes. Good athletes can make a bad coach look good. True. So I was below average. That makes you feel better. But you know I don't believe that. So we're in a, we're in a double overtime ball game. Listen to me. I'm talking about this message. <laughs> look. People with good leadership skills control this right here. Man, if you can't manage this up here while this is happening, oh, baby, out there every day. I mean, it's getting your, your tater touched, kicked. So we're uh, in the huddle, closing seconds, still tie ball game. And this kid by the name of Cedric Bennett, some of you might know Cedric Bennett, we're setting up the play and everything, and Cedric says to me, Coach, it doesn't matter what you want to run. Just make sure I have the ball. What am I talking about? I'm talking about leadership. No, no, not, not cockiness, not arrogance. He said, make sure I have the ball in the closing seconds. And then he said, and the place is going nuts. Just, they're screaming. They're doing all that nonsense. And listen, then he says, give me the ball. I'm going to make that closing shot. Heck, he hadn't even shot it yet. We haven't even hit the floor yet. But he already sees by faith what his abilities say he can do. 
That's what I'm asking for you this morning. Even if I don't finish up these other two and we close it down right here. That's what I'm asking you. It's not about sports. God says, I'm creating a leader. You are my leader in my kingdom. What I want you to do is to believe that you're able to take that. I want you to believe that before you even move out on the court of life, you got this. And sure enough, we ran the play. I'm not going to tell you what it was because you might cheat and give it to somebody. I don't know. I don't sure know. I don't know. No, 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 no. And you know what? If I was still coaching, we'd run those plays and we'd kick all their butts. All. Why? No, see, you're misreading it. You've got to know who you are and believe that you can do it. And that it's going to happen. Um, I'm going to come back next Sunday and get the last two. Cool? Isn't that cool? You don't have to sit much longer. I watched the Texas A&M game last night because I want to see Clemson lose. Let's cut to the chase. But that's not the point. The point is, sorry, I'm not putting Florida State in a place here. They said, Jimbo has already, listen, has already changed the culture at this school. We can feel it with 100,000 people in this stadium and the 12th man and all of that. I'm going, dang, that's leadership. I, I know it was a terrible call. Sorry. Wherever you are in those striped uniforms, that was a ridiculous call. That ball was outside the pylon. Sorry. disagree I don't care it was outside the pylon but listen but listen it's not about the final score by two points they lost it's about what he's doing down there they got that place juiced up because he's brought something we're talking about you have the power of influence you can bring other students on campus to a whole new level or you can just keep on playing with the devil So I'm going to keep my word, though I'd like to press on because I'm a real presser. Feedback to me, if you will, please. Who are you this morning? We are leaders. Come on. We are leaders. Now look, these young people and the adults, you know I just said, well, stop right there. Now you're wanting to see if that's what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. But I want to close with this story. As people who are called leaders, what do you have? in your toolbox as an arsenal. Everybody say it. Influence. Watch. Watch this. Watch this. If students, let's just say our athletes in our schools, would be the first ones in the class, coaches back there going, oh, dang, he's on it today. He's one of our teachers. And if those student athletes came to the front and sat there and just absorbed everything that coach was teaching, everybody else is going to buy in. That's the power of influence. But when you've got student athletes with their pants down low and got their music up nice and loud and they come in 10, 12 minutes late, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what you're doing out there on the fields. You've got to get to the marketplace and get a job. In fact, some of you could care less about what I did when I was a coach. You want to know if this is relevant to you. It is. It's very relevant. You are people of influence. Like, I need the young ladies to go, get your hands off me. 
My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You get your hands off me. Or you might have a nub when I'm done. Who do you think you are? I don't care how big your pony is. That thing better stay exactly where it's supposed to be. Hello? Oh, boy, some people going, oh, God, I hope he's done. That's the power. Would you like to talk for just a moment? The great men, can I tell you something? The greatest gift that God gave ladies is influence. Ladies, use that gift and put these boys, well, I didn't say men, did I? Put these boys back where they belong. All right. Influence. And what else did Jesus do? He inspired. He inspired those guys. And once he realized that the fire was lit, they looked around and he, go ahead and read your Bible. They looked around and he was gone. He had been walking with them and talking to them and breaking down the word. And then all of a sudden, once he knew that it was lit, the fire was lit, he just disappeared. That's the sign of a great leader, the ultimate leader. That's where we'll stop. Check this story out. Turn to somebody and say, story time. Tell me a story. Tell me a story, Aunt B. Tell me a story. Here we go. Boy, I'd love to have some Olympic music right now. It was October 1968. There was a group of diehard spectators remaining in the Mexico City Olympic Stadium. It was a marathon race. The winner had already been announced. He was a great runner from Ethiopia. The lights began to come down and people were leaving. Whoa! That's a God moment. How'd that happen? Whoa, baby! We're in Mexico! Just kidding. People were beginning to leave, but others could hear a siren, 1968, I remember it. And they saw lights flashing. People were still leaving. And Dr. My- I'm talking about the crowd. Dr. Miles Monroe said this, the crowd did not love Jesus as much as Jesus loved the crowd. That's kingdom thinking. The crowd didn't really love Jesus. And that's why they all left the Mexico City Olympic Stadium. It's over. The champion has been crowned. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about influence and inspiration. And now there's just a handful of people when you consider how big that stadium was. And everyone started looking and they could see a young man by the name of John Stephen from Tanzania who's hobbling as he's coming in. His leg is all wrapped up and blood is everywhere. Outside the stadium, somewhere in the marathon, he had an accident. He was told by everyone, he was told by everyone out on the streets, it's over, just quit, stop. You can't make it. What are you trying to prove? 
As he made his way in with the lights flashing, people began to stand up, the few that were still there, which would be bigger than our auditorium today, but you got to think about the stadium. And they began to applaud. The Look at this, it's ridiculous. Why won't he just stop? He can barely do it. He's got blood everywhere. He's all messed up. He's bandaged up. As he finished the 400-meter circuit, an individual, because it's all over, everybody's done, everything's been tore down. God, this is so good. Everything was tore down. Somebody ran up to him, and they said, John Stephen, why didn't you quit? You're injured. What are you doing? You knew you had no chance of winning a medal. And with this, we close in prayer. He said, and I quote, My country did not send me to Mexico City to start this race. They sent me to finish the race. <laughs> you are leaders in this house. Everybody in here is a leader. You're influencing others. And you are also inspiring others, either with the things of the flesh or the things of faith. I want to give a quote from God's word because long before John Stevens made that incredible statement, there was a man who was getting ready to be behead, beheaded. And he said this, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith and I have finished the race. If that's the kind of leadership you want in your life, you don't have to come here. I just need people who are leaders to stand and go, absolutely, the crowd may be going out, but I'm coming in and the siren is blowing, but I'm going to inspire others and I'm going to influence others and it's going to be the way that I live and the way that I handle business. It will be to the finish line and I will cross. Sweetheart, come on. Lord Jesus, I'm glad you're not running. We just give you a medal for trying. Oh, you should have caught that. That's what's hurting our kids. Can I coach for just one moment? And everyone stay right here? That's what's hurting our kids. We're giving everybody a medal and they're not even competing. I do not want to get home and have Paul come up to me and say things I don't want to hear. I want him to be able to say, wow, dude, I'm not sure what language he'll be speaking in, but I want him to say, man, you're a warrior. Man, do you fight the good fight of faith? And man, were you running the race? And it didn't matter what came your way. You just put your head down and kept right on coming. You could see the gates. You could see the gates. I'm talking about many like to call them the pearly gates, but you're playing on the other side even though you're on this side. That's where I want to invite you. Check this out. How many would like to see hell go down number-wise? You're going to pray now. You're going to pray now. You better start thinking what you want to say. I'm playing, y'all. 
every one of us are leaders. Listen to me now. In the kingdom of darkness, the enemy is shuddering right now because look at the leaders that are standing. He likes to see pastors try to do it all alone. But he's devastated when the people of God step up and go, I'm a leader. Now check this out. The number of people that are here, that's all of us. Can you imagine if every one of us, every year till Jesus takes us home, we see one person switched from darkness walking into light. Out of hell, on their way to heaven. Yes. Hey, turn to somebody and say, that's me. I'm that kind of leader. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.